there's a war going on. A war of good versus evil. We're up against an enemy that's eons old, and up until recently it's gotten arrogant, bold, and in our face, and taken every opportunity to snare humanity with the lures of this world through Hollywood, the music industry, big pharma, big tech, big media, much more. There's a hard line that must not be crossed by this enemy. A line that must be etched in your heart with the word of God. A line few are holding, but many more are needed. Are you willing to take to the offensive in the engagement of this enemy fighting in unity as warriors for Christ and in the pursuit of truth? If so, welcome to his hard line. Good evening, Hardliners. I'm happy to have you here. You are listening to His Hardline. It is February 24th, 2022. And the discussion for tonight will be a conversation on Division and Deception is Their Only Weapon. I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, Just a couple quick little notes. Uh, I will be, I will be, um, so as you know, we do this show on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. For right now, I will be doing just Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll be doing this live show on Tuesdays and Thursdays, still at 7 p.m. For right now, I'm going to nick Saturday for the moment until I develop a, a, a higher listenership here, So, which is why I need you guys so much to to spread this on on social media on email if you text people um i want to my goal i mean again my goal is to i want to do this full time where i can do more research and do more uh, in-depth dive-ins you know on some of these stories and discussions um but right now just for the sake of keeping good balance also with my family so i'm not consumed constantly with doing notes and you know, just making sure I'm prepping there. I will be continuing on the doing the one percent or less uh, with him podcast every day, which is 15 minutes. Well, I do the Bible reading, and then a little you know analysis of it, little just a little slight discussion on it, but 15 minutes nonetheless. That will happen daily, still, no matter what. But as far as the longer his hardline conversations, that will take place only on Tuesdays and Thursdays for now. Um, but as the listenership does increase, which I know it will, um, I will actually continue. I will do more. Uh, so for right now, though, like I said, I want to kind of make sure I create a good, happy balance with my family and I'm not stretching myself out thin because, as you know, I'm a truck driver. I get up at 2 a.m. and I work 2.30 to 2.30, you know, every day, 12 hours a day, five, six days a week. It's a little bit of a demanding schedule. On top of that, trying to maintain proper health by going out to the gym. And So anyway, I have a lot going on in life and I want to make sure that I keep a proper uh, balance. So. Um, so for starters here, so again, if you could though, um, again, my website is www.hishardline.com. And if you could, please do me the honor, do me the favor and share it far and wide. Cause I am doing absolutely everything I can to, you know, grow this. And, um, and that's really the biggest thing, um, that you could do for me is just share this far and wide. Um, we're going to start off with the daily word of the day. And that word is stark. Stark is used as an adjective and the first definition means stiff, strong, rugged. And used as an example, many noblemen lies stark and stiff under the hooves of vaunting enemies. Definition two, deep, full, profound, and absolute. He pronounces the citation stark nonsense. It's also used as an adverb. And that definition as an adverb means wholly, entirely, absolutely, as stark mad, stark blind, or stark naked. These are the principal applications of this word now in use. The word is in popular use, but not an elegant word in any of its applications. And that is, again, that's the 1828 Noel Webster's American 
Dictionary. For a daily quote of the day, we have one from John Lennon, and he says, Our society is run by insane people for insane objectives, and I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal ends, and I think I'm liable to be put away as insane for even expressing that. That's what's insane about it. Makes you kind of wonder why they they shot him, why he got killed. He wasn't stupid. He knew what was going on with the government. He knew what was happening in our society. It's no reason. It's no wonder why they, they went after him. He knew the truth. He knew what was going on. They got rid of him. Today's Bible reading is going to be out of Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 12, starting with verse 22, has a lot to do with what we're going to discuss today. And it reads, Then they brought to him a demonic who was blind and mute. He cured the mute person so that he could speak and see. All the crowd was astounded and said, Could this perhaps be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, This man drives out demons only by the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons. But he knew what they were thinking, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and no town or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do you, your own people, drive them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. How can anyone enter a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven people. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. And that is, I got to say, when uh, I was training Matthew the other day, we talk a lot of scripture while we were in the truck. I mean, we got 12 hours together every day for the last two and a half weeks. So we had nothing but time on our hands. And we were discussing, you know, sins and what's forgivable, what's not. And, you know, as long as we repent individually, as a collective, as a nation, we need to repent. And I truly believe with faith and not through works, but through faith and the gift of God and his grace, we will all be saved. But that doesn't mean that we should not engage in good works. Okay. We should not have that mindset. We always need to be engaging in good works. It's like raising a child. You're not going to raise a child in good faith thinking that your child is good and they will always remain good. No. Children eventually stray off and they end up misbehaving. Look, we have a good daughter ourselves. But every once in a while, she does what five-year-olds do and throw tantrums. And, you know, they get hungry and hangry and they get tired. And they tend to not listen as much when they're in that state. And that, you know, that's to be expected. But we can't just operate on faith that they're going to be good all the time. No, we have to be a parent. We need to tend to their needs, feed them, make sure they have the proper rest or discipline when needed. You still got to put in work. No matter how good the child, right? You have to always put in work. But when it comes to, you know, unforgivable sins, it seems like the big one is anyone who speaks against or speaks blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That will not be forgiven. But this isn't about what's forgiven and what's unforgiven. This is about division. And like Christ said, every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and no town or house divided against itself will stand. So if Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Now with the evil that we deal with today, their biggest tool 
to pit people against each other is division and deception. That is their only weapon. That is their primary weapon. And so, one thing I want to play for you today, um, there was a gentleman by the name of Paul Harvey back in 1965. He... He did a uh, a radio, uh, I guess maybe you could call it broadcast special. I don't know what you would call it then. But <clears throat> he had a, uh, a thing that he called If I Were the Devil. And he spoke it out on his program. Uh, it was 1965. And he basically just went down the line of what he would do if he were the devil. And man, oh man, oh man, he is on point. Absolutely on point. Now, I did a remake of that, of If I Were the Devil, by Paul Paul Harvey, and then I added to it. Seven and a half minutes long. I'm going to play it for you. And I added to it, which basically the second half after his part, where when it starts off now, if I were the devil working in overtime, was everything that I had put together in addition to what he said back in 1965. I'm going to play it, and then we're going to go on with our discussion because it does kind of piggyback off of that. So here we go. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate and four fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I'd seized the ripest apple on the tree, the So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin a campaign of whispers with the wisdom of a serpent. I would whisper to you as I whisper to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what is bad is good and what is good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lured literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families that war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild until before you knew it, you'd have to have drugs, sniffing dogs, and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the House of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make symbols of an Easter, an egg, and a symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want until I'd kill the incentive of the ambitious. And what do you know? What do you bet I could get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich? I would caution against extremes and hard work and patriotism and moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned and that swinging is more fun. That what you see on TV is the way to be and thus I could address you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Now, if I were the devil working tirelessly in overtime, which I am, truly I am, 
I'd create a dividing line to create chaos among brothers and sisters and their family members when it came to discussing topics of politics and religion and sexual preferences and whether or not you should roll up your sleeves to get an experimental shot that claimed to help prevent you from contracting a deadly disease. I'd create a fake pandemic, which is really a pandemic of the mind, which stirs up fear and anxiety and thoughts of despair and hopelessness and create the illusion that there is an evil little virus out there that is killing off humanity. Well, really, in reality, it's just me, your devilish little deceitful friend. Just forging ahead on my plans of transhumanism and bringing about the fourth industrial revolution, making sure the depopulation plan is still in effect. Because as you know, the fake climate change scheme I made many believe was a thing so that they would be on board with the secret and quiet genocide of millions via volunteered suicide via the injection. And if the injection didn't kill you or maim you, it would certainly make you sterile so that you could not procreate and have children and continue on having families. In addition, continuing my plans to destroy a nation even further to a point to where there would be no return to the Republican form of government where the people self-govern themselves as it was intended. Instead, I'd convince them that they need to be ruled by a few and make them comfortable with the fact of being enclosed in a prison of their own mind within the digital devices they are so addicted to. <laughs> I'd make it so that they needed to look at their little screens every few seconds, making sure that they needed to suffer from FOMO. I'd make it my mission to make certain that everyone had a desire to make their lives look way better than it really actually was using social media and photo filters to make themselves look flawless and perfect. All the while they know they're not perfect, those same people continue to feel bad about themselves and engulf themselves in drink and drugs and sexual perversion and overeating and sins of the flesh that I tell you are not sins. It's okay, go ahead, keep going. I'd make it that people would compare themselves to those other people making posts self-boasting about themselves, about where they're vacationing, what car they just bought and what outfit they just acquired and so on and so forth. I'd make it so that those comparing themselves to others would get the impulse to, well, put themselves further into debt and use the credit card to buy whatever they want so they could get the illusion of feeling better about themselves. When really all they did was just create a pseudo happiness that would only fulfill them for just even five minutes, all the while still feeling empty in your heart, which that is what I plan on to keep doing, keep you empty. If I were the devil, I'd make it difficult to distinguish who is a man and who is a woman with inverting their biological makeup and personal extremities. In fact, if I were the devil, I'd eliminate pronouns of man and woman, he, she, and convince the whole world that there are more than just two genders. I'd create the illusion in many that there are over 50 genders and you could be whatever you want to be in that moment. I'd make it so that those who were confused would mutilate their reproductive organs for the sake of thinking that they were the opposite sex while at the same time killing their ability to reproduce and multiply and not have families like there used to be in the good old days, which instilled morals and good Christian values because they were, well, let's be honest, they were the foundational building blocks of a successful and prosperous and blessed nation under God. No, 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 I could not have that. If I were the devil, I'd create so much chaos and disorder that nobody could trust one another. Tensions would run so high that people's aggression would further increase, inciting fights and random acts of violence. I'd create such a divide with a manufactured problem that I'd created myself and then act as if I'm the savior and bring them as people a solution. With that solution, I'd be touted as a savior of humanity, and I'd be able to continue to carry out my deceitful actions of furthering my plan of collecting souls who are blinded to what is really happening because they are just too busy with life and work and making money and chasing that mighty dollar and acquiring things while neglecting their own children. While they're focused on careers and acquiring things and making more and more and more money, the children... Yes, the children, they're in my focus, so I can indoctrinate them into a whole nation of little minions and thoughtless, controllable drones to turn against the parents. Yes, I'm continuing on what I'm doing, and there are too many of you out there that are complacent and still asleep to do anything about it. Or are you? So... That right there is If I Were the Devil, and that was, the first part of it was actually by Paul Harvey, and that was, uh, it was a piece that he did on air back in 1965, and I tell you what, he was spot on. He was spot on, because that is exactly what the devil is doing. Everything you heard there is exactly what Satan is doing, because that is what he does best. He deceives, he divides, 
He lies. He cheats. He does everything he can to invert God's good way. Now, one of the biggest tactics that I fell victim to, or I should say better yet, that I allowed myself to fall for is the division tactic. Evil knows no bounds when it comes to what weapons it uses. And and the division tactic is one of the greatest weapons that they use. And they do a good job at executing it in order to, you know, pitch human, you know, to, to put, um, to pit humanity against each other. Excuse me, I can't even talk today. Words are hard. <laughs> and I'm also kind of dealing with a headache right now. Um, since the height of 2020 and the pandemic BS that went on, one of the biggest ways we saw people get divided was, you know, people with people wearing masks versus people not wearing masks in public. We saw tyrannical governors like Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, our governor, yeehaw, basically given permission to Michigan residents who complied with Big Brother government to essentially get in the faces of non-mask wearers and jump down their throats about it. Now, that's just putting it lightly. It was a little bit uglier than that. And I've had a couple people. I was one of those non-mask wearers and quite frankly, don't care. Um, I have a lot of friends and family members that are on board with wearing the mask when it was a thing. But you know what? I knew what this was about. It was never about a pandemic. And anybody who thinks that I'm crazy for saying that or ignorant, I got news for you. You might need to do a little homework, do a little digging. And I mean no offense when I say this, but I think you're ignorant if you don't know the true agenda that was behind this. Now, I've been doing my research for the last 12 to 13, 14 years, give or take. All right. What was once considered taboo and conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat wearing subjects. Guess what? A lot of what we saw happen were things that were discussed years and years and years ago, but that they were fringe topics. Well, guess what? The fringe topics are becoming factual and they're running out of conspiracy theories to basically make the conspiracy nut jobs look like nut jobs. You know, hell, just even two years ago when, when, when COVID was at its height, right? Two weeks to spread, you know, two weeks to stop the curve. <laughs> We're coming up on two years, by the way, guys. But here's the thing. Man, you know, and I lost thought. My goodness. <laughs> hate when that happens. Here's the thing, though. You know... Just two years ago, that's what I was going to say. When this was a thing and they were talking about the COVID vaccine that was being developed and so on and so forth and how there was going to be a vaccine that's going to, you know, come out at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Yeah. Okay. Right. That came out December 2020, January 2021. Right. Right. Right around the, you know, the inauguration of uh, quote unquote Biden. Right. At the time, there were people out there that were saying that we're going to see a COVID vaccine passport. We're going to see, you know, we're going to see one of those uh, paper, please. Right. Let me see your papers. And there's people out there like, oh, that's that's nut job. That's nuts. We're not going to see COVID vaccine passports. We're not going to see that kind of thing. Well, guess what? When things kind of somewhat opened up, you can't go to a at least here in Michigan. I mean, I'm sure New York, there are some places now. Obviously, it wasn't like this everywhere because some places thought that was bull crap. But what did we see? You can't go to a concert unless you got your vaccine or you show a, you know, a, a negative test. I mean, that's basically, I mean, it's ridiculous. Now we got these bullcrap passports. I mean, listen, guys, if you are still hook, line and sinker on this whole narrative of, you know, this was a deadly pandemic. Oh, man, I tell you what. I, and I. Mm, listen. I'm a follower of Christ. I have Christ in my heart. But my God, even Jesus said people were stupid back in, in you know in the Bible. If you look, I mean, people are stupid. People are stupid. If you're still believing in this narrative, I got, I got a bridge in New York to sell you. But we saw a lot of people get divided over just a damn mask. Not only did we see this with Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, but we saw this. 
you know, nationwide. We saw this with governors in blue states like New York, California, New Jersey. I mean, this was nationwide. Some states weren't as bad as others. But division has been played against we the people, especially in this country, on many fronts. Even pre-pandemic, they used politics, they used religion, they used lifestyles and sexual preferences and statuses and race and income levels and vaccination statuses versus unvaccinated, homeschool versus un, you know non-homeschooled. The evil, this evil, <clears throat> excuse me, how can I say this? This evil has done everything it could and still is doing to pit people against each other so that they can never be united on any front whatsoever. Because when people get united, this evil can it cannot stand. It will not survive. And Satan tried so hard to get people on the climate change bandwagon and uses that as another tactic to divide the people amongst each other. Now listen, I got news for you. All right, now I've done the research on this and I don't care who you are, you will not convince me otherwise because this resonates so strongly in my heart and soul. I've prayed on this, I've done the research. Trust me, I am not a science denier. But here's the thing, when it comes to the carbon footprint, quote unquote, okay, they, they, there's a war on carbon and they basically say that we need to stop eating hamburgers and, and steak because cow flatulence, you know, there's too many cows that are farting. That's the most ridiculous, absurd thing I've ever heard. And if anybody believes that, holy crap, I don't think we should be friends. Sorry, not sorry. All right? Even some of my most liberal friends thought that was the stupidest thing they've ever heard. Which makes me happy to believe, you know, to know that I have friends that actually have common sense. I don't care what their politics are. <laughs> cow farts, really? I mean, we need to stop eating burgers because of cow farts is what's changing the climate? the heck out of here get out of here <laughs> it's laughable i mean seriously i mean if you just think about the absurdity of that of, of, of that 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 claim but yet with all these masks and these freaking latex gloves that people were wearing for the last year and a half two years you see that littered in the streets oh no but we need to get rid of plastic straws because those those harm the community no, that harms the earth Meanwhile, back in Mayberry, we got freaking masks everywhere on the ground. I still see them. They are littered. Listen, I go to gas stations all the time delivering fuel. I see these stupid things littered on the ground. Not so much the latex gloves. That I did see in the beginning. Not so much anymore. But, man, those masks, they're everywhere. Those masks probably pollute more in the last two years than any stupid plastic straw did in the last 20 years. Seriously, not fake news. Going down on a rant here in a rabbit hole. Here's the thing. Sadly, the biggest thing that we have to watch out for as diligent Christians and followers of Christ is that we have to watch the division, the dividing that occurs between the relationship that parents have with their children in addition to all this. You know, we have a corrupt public school boards and teachers and public school systems also known as government ran and operated indoctrination camps. And, and they are filling their heads with garbage nonsense that ultimately goes against the ideologies and morals and values that most parents are trying to raise their kids up with. Excuse me one second. I apologize for this interruption. I hear my daughter on the other side of the door here. My wife is at the gym. I need to make sure she is okay. So you're going to hear a little silence for about 10 seconds. Excuse me. Okay, I apologize for that brief moment of uh, disturbance there. But, you know, that's parent life. Um, my daughter comes first over this show because, you know, uh, my wife has to have her me time. She went to go with uh, a friend of hers to go do a, a, a class at the gym that we're signed up at. So um, I told her to keep her here so she didn't have to go in the child watch. But anyways, um, I, I kind of heard her knocking at the door and calling for me. 
um, we're supposed to bake some brownies here after we're done um, before I start my uh, paleo slash keto diet, you know, hunter gatherer diet on uh, Tuesday because my work we're doing a um, we're doing a weight loss challenge. We got twelve people. We got three teams of uh, three teams of four people. So, anyways, trying to get in all my uh, fat man snacks uh, this weekend and just completely cheating galore because for the next three months it's going. I'm going hog wild here on this. I already lost. 49 pounds once before in about two months doing this, I'm going to do it again. Um, anyway, but where was I? Sorry, sidebar there. Um, but here's the thing. You know, just like, you know, with the kids, you know, college campuses are no different. In fact, college campuses take the indoctrination and brainwashing that, you know, high schools and junior highs do to a whole other level so that their children, you know, so, so basically when their children come back from a holiday break during Christmas, and when they're sitting around the you know the dinner table with their family, you know the ideal the ideologies that these kids learn and bring home from these far left liberal professors and some of these universities tend to be so extreme that their own parents don't even recognize who they're who they are anymore because of what they've been taught. <sighs> Listen, you know one of the biggest tools that this evil uses is media. When it comes to using division and pitting the public against each other. And they are used to continuously, you know, they are used continuously by the elite to fan the flames, to create fear, and to create further division. Now, I'm going to confess something right here, right now. And as I have said in the beginning, I have fallen for these trick, you know, these tactics, these trick tactics that evil uses. This isn't just a left thing. This is evil. Now, I have been one who paid much attention over the last few years in politics and my younger, you know, or I, 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 excuse me, I haven't paid much attention to politics in my younger 20s. I just didn't care. You know, I was a DJ. I just wanted to party, drink, smoke my weed, you know. I didn't care about anything. But it was during Obama's second term is when I really started to pay attention to what was really happening in our country. And to be quite honest with you, I went from having a somewhat liberal mindset. Yes, I did. And it started shifting to, towards more of a conservative mindset. Now, when Trump got in office, that's when I really started to kind of perk my ears up and I paid attention to the chaos that was happening in our media and on the Internet. And this crazy Trump derangement syndrome I saw so many people freaking going through and like, oh, they needed these safe spaces and they're freaking out because poor Hillary, they didn't, you know, their, their little Hillary Clinton didn't win. Don't even get me started on her, but listen. Forget her. that She's not the topic, okay? I'm going to be honest with you about my feelings about the left. Now, my feelings about the left at that time became more and more about hatred and animosity because of their crazy ideological and illogical views. Listen, I drive a truck. I have nothing but time on my hands to listen to talk radio. I listen to so many t political talk radio shows that were conservative leaning on Sirius XM that I could just about argue any liberal out there on any point that they wanted to disagree with me on. And I would gladly take that argument and debate and fight them tooth and nail on that point to the point where I almost made it my mission to make them feel exhausted and beat over the head with the logic I was presenting them. I was glad to have a debate. I love sparring politically. But what did that do? It didn't do anything. Somebody asked for a drink of water because they're thirsty and you open up the fire hydrant with the fire hose attached to it and you freaking, you know, let loose on their face. They're not going to even take in any water because you just freaking completely shredded their skin with the pressure behind that water. It did no good. Now they, they're not thirsty. They're in pain now because you freaking just doused them with a fire hose. That's what I did politically with these arguments. And it got so bad in my own mind. It got so bad in my own mind. That my mindset that, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't even want to be friends or be associated with anybody that held liberal views or was a Democrat. If I saw someone wearing, you know, that had crazy purple, blue, you know, dyed hair, the first thing I would say is, and again, this is ignorant of me on my behalf, I admit, 
But some of the things I would say is, oh, this, there's surely a far left liberal right there. I'd make these accusations, these assumptions. I had my own stereotypes that I created in my head on a lot of what I was hearing on a lot of these conservative talk radio shows. I was also ignorant. I was a fool. Because at the time I didn't realize that they were pitting me against them and, and they were getting pitted against me. Well, at the end of the day, it's the same evil entity that is profiting off of war on both sides of the fight. I'm serious, not just politically or metaphorically, but even on the physical sense when it came to war. This evil, these elite bankers, they make money off both sides of war. This is what Satan does, guys. Seriously. In fact, some of the conversations that I would have with some of my friends when we would talk about these things, maybe some of them weren't so much liberal, some of them were just libertarian, but some conversations have led to some pretty heated arguments at the end of the night. The sad thing was I didn't care because I felt like I was right and I knew that the logic that I held and that I spewed out was certainly correct. But what I failed to realize is what I failed to realize is to see that it's just how brainwashed people really were and are. Now, let me be clear. I still hold conservative values, but I have a more of an, of an open mind and an awakening now of what's really going on. I am against abortion. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in the right to free speech and the right to assemble. I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in the Bill of Rights. I believe in sovereignty of this nation and on for our individual lives. I believe in Jesus Christ and God the Father Almighty in heaven. The right and left side were both brainwashed. We were played. We were used against each other. And what I had to also come to realize within the last year of my own personal great awakening and coming to Christ was that both sides are playing the people of this nation. They are the same evil coin with just two different faces. You have the Democrat. Listen, here's the thing. The Democrat Party of Kennedy's era, John F. Kennedy, it's not the same Democrat party we see today. In fact, JFK's party back then was like today's conservatives. But we got these crazy far left extremist leftist views out there infiltrating everywhere in society. Schools, everywhere. Hollywood, music. And the Republican slash conservative party are just a bunch of wolves in sheep clothing. Just trying to deceive their base while at the same time corrupting their own political party, furthering and enriching themselves while deceiving us, we the people, thinking that they are working for us. They're not working for us. They're a bunch of freaking crooks. Here's the thing. I at least have more respect for the Democrats and liberals. Why? At least they're up front with what they want to do, with their agenda, no matter how far left and, and extreme it is. At least they're up front about it. You know what the conservative Republican movement party is all about? Oh, well, we're going to help you, Johnny. We're going to, we got you. We, we back you all the time. And here are our, here are our political campaign promises that we're going to make, you know, we're going to hold for you. We're going to make sure we fight for you and you only and blah, 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 blah. And basically they're just farting out their mouth. Meanwhile, they're lying to us at the same time behind our backs doing something different. At least the liberal Democrats were at least up front with what the hell their agenda was. Freaking Republican conservatives are a bunch of freaking backstabbers. Listen, with much digging and research, I finally had to come to the conclusion that it's the elite bankers that pay, that buy and pay for these politicians on both sides. They are foreign owned and operated agents. They don't work for we, the people of the United States of America. They are agents and minions of the Vatican and the crown in London. 
I'm going to repeat that they are agents and minions of the Vatican and the Crown in London. Jason, what the hell are you talking about? What does that mean? D.C. is a foreign state, and it is a foreign country. Sure, President Biden is president, but of D.C. He's not the president of the United States of America. Why do you think Washington, D.C. is not a state? Yeah, you keep hearing all this nonsense on you know the mainstream media. Oh, they want to make D.C. a state. They can't do it. It's foreign-owned. It's a foreign entity. It belongs to the Vatican, just like half of our, our, our military. I'm not going to say which ones, but there's good military and we got the bad military. I'm going to tell you right now, half of our military is owned and operated and paid for by the Vatican and the British Royal Crown. They don't protect us. We have the illusion that they do. Well, but Jason, but they swore an oath to the Constitution. Did they? There is two. There is multiple constitutions. I think there's like three or four. But let's not forget one little detail. Remember, words matter. There is the Constitution, right? The Constitution, you know, the the the. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself here, Jason. Slow down. You know, you got the Declaration of Independence. You got the Constitution of the United States of America, and then you got the Constitution for the United States of America. And I might be getting this screwed up. Excuse me if I am. I don't have notes to discuss that a little bit further in detail. And I have more notes on that. There are, there are different constitutions. But the original one was never voided. The original constitution and Bill of Rights are still enacted. They were never rescinded. Therefore, they still hold water. I'll get, on, I'll get into this further in a different topic on a different day different show but dc is foreign owned just like puerto rico and guam you know here's something you probably don't know and i'll, I'll just give you this little fact teaser for a different show all the taxes we pay yeah that gets funneled through puerto rico and guess what that actually ultimately i think it's through the 1040 easy form or the 1040 form our taxes yeah, sure, they pay and fund certain things in this country, but our taxes ultimately go to the British Royal Crown. But you didn't know that. Bet you didn't know that our taxes get funneled to Puerto Rico. We'll get into that in a different discussion, different show. But here's the thing. For the sake of time, division and deception is what they operate on. But I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. It's their only weapon, and their weapon is getting weaker. It's getting weaker by the day. Why? Because there's this thing called the Great Awakening that's taking place. Excuse me, I had to take a sip of water here. I'm sorry to get fired up, guys, but I get fired up. For two reasons. My love for Christ and God, our Father in heaven, and my love for humanity. You know, yesterday, when I got done with my shift, something beautiful happened at work. Now, we're just a bunch of truck drivers who haul fuel. Forgive my language. I'm going to say one little bad word here. So if, if anybody is listening that has kids Tell them to cover their ears. I'll give you three seconds to do that in three, two, one. As truck drivers, we're a bunch of smart asses. We like to crack jokes. That's what we do. A lot of truck drivers are good men and women. Let's not forget, we have a lot of good women truck drivers out there and fuel haulers. There's one out in uh, Lansing, Michigan. Her name is Angel. She rides with the best of them. In fact, she's probably got more, you know, kahunas than most men do. I give her major props. But something beautiful happened yesterday at the end of my shift. There were six of us in our office, just the six of us. And I forgot what, brought, what was brought up. Something in the Bible got brought up. I think we were talking about Christmas, and Christmas trees, and it, it was very interesting. And we had a discussion that led to another discussion and then it went down to another discussion of deeper thought and, and debate. Not a heated one, by the way. 
But we were talking, you know, we had a discussion, and we're talking about a group of men, six of us, with different backgrounds, whether, you know, Catholic, Baptist, whatever. They all read different versions of the Bible. Some read out of the NIV. Some read out of the, the, you know, the New American Standard Bible, 95 edition. Some of us read out of the New American Bible, Revised Edition. What was happening is in that 25, 30 minutes, we were having a beautiful, healthy discussion about Scripture. And listen, good, wrong, or indifferent, no matter what we were talking about, I had to stop for a second and say, you know what, guys, no matter who's right or wrong in their perception and what how things can be interpreted here and what we were discussing, so it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong, but you know what? You know what's really happening right now? I said, God is smiling right now at us because we are uniting right now. Where two or three or more are gathered, Christ is there. And we had an awesome discussion yesterday. And it just happened organically. Unity is happening more and more in this country. Dividing lines and red lines of division are starting to be erased. I don't care who is liberal or a Democrat. I don't care who's Republican or conservative. I don't care if you voted for Biden or Trump or if you were an Obama lover or a Bush lover. I don't care. At the end of the day, I'm going to sit here and do my best to preach gospel and hopefully soften your heart and have you open your heart so you can accept accept Christ in your heart. Because that is the only one that matters. Not Trump, not Biden, not Obama, not Clinton, nobody. Christ and Christ only. You know, I used to laugh at those signs every presidential election. I vote for Jesus Christ 2020. 2024, Jesus Christ for... I used to laugh at those signs. I'm like, what idiot puts that sign in their yard? Well, I get it now. I might go get myself one of those signs. My HOA won't let me, but you know what? I'm going to stick it out there till I get a fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's for Jesus. I'll pay whatever fine. It's for Christ. It's just money anyways. It doesn't mean anything. I understand why people put those signs out now. Listen. Unity is happening. The Great Awakening is happening. More and more people are going to God and praying more than ever. Why? Because they're understanding and feeling the hell that Satan is bringing upon this nation and around the world. Satan's division and decept deception tactics are no longer going to be a match for us. Why? Because God is working with the Holy Spirit and he's working fiercely around the world. Things are happening. Transformations are taking place, including in my own soul. Let me tell you, I love it. People ask me, well, if you don't feel, you know, if you don't follow any one religion, well, what are you? Well, I'll tell you what I am. I'm a Bible thumping Jesus Christ freak. That's what I am. I'm a Jesus freak. I read my Bible and I love everything that's in it. It's the book of life. So anyway, the unity and the awakening is happening. And more and more people, I believe, are coming to Christ because a lot of people got a taste of what this tyrannical, evil government, not just government in our country, but governments around the world, they got a first taste of what hell looks like and feels like. So they're not going to divide us anymore. I don't look at anybody as liberal or conservative anymore. In fact, I don't even care about politics anymore. I care about if you care about freedom. I want to align with people that love freedom. They love the, you know, they love that they need to work in order to make their own way in life. And, you know, they, they have the understanding that nobody's going to give it to them. Most importantly, I care about that they're in line with Jesus Christ and on board with not make you know not not being on board with killing little babies via abortion. 
That's all I care about. I don't care about political lines anymore or political parties. Two faces of the same coin. No matter what, they're bought and paid for, and they're just screwing the American people one way or the other. Why? Because they're a de facto fraudulent government. They're not lawful. They're not legitimate. They hold no jurisdiction over me or you. Remember, they are our employees, and they are under us, just like we are under God, the Father, in heaven. So we're going to close this out with the warrior's prayer. I just want to say thank you for joining me. Good night. God bless. I'm signing out for now. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. I apologize. I didn't even do a closing prayer. do a quick one while this music plays out heavenly father i just want to say thank you so very much for this time together and i just ask for forgiveness as we repent of our sins not just for myself but as a collective whole of this nation we come to you father in unity to fight this evil we know we have you at our side as long as we hold christ in our heart just want to say thank you so very much for all you do and i Pray that you bless not just us and our family, but all of those listeners out there. Bless them and their family with good health and prosperity and abundance. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to His Hard Line.